0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dreamcast. I am your host, David the Speaker, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to yet again another episode, and you know, I just want to welcome you um, into our uh, room here where we're going to start talking about and dealing with some deep, dark areas of our lives, um, areas that don't uh, feel nice when we're dealing with them, but... (laughs) they need to be dealt they need to be dealt with um in order for us to get to our dreams and our goals so real quick before we get into it listen if you're listening to this podcast i want you to like it i want you to subscribe to it or follow it whatever the case may be and then i want you to hit the notification button so you know when the next time this podcast is coming out because you know, I'm just grateful for anybody who wants to listen, who hears what I have to say, and it's just a an amazing thing to see people's lives uh, shifting and really people going after what it is that they want to go after based off of advice or uh, this podcast. It's it's just an amazing feeling, so I you know I just hope and uh, hope that you are encouraged and uh, you know this motivates you to do something great in your lives um, and. Psh, man email me let me know send me a testimonial you know something has really shifted in your life because of this podcast i would love to know just let me know you know that would be amazing a thing but um today we're going to get right into our topic and today's topic is fear we're going to be talking about fear um and fear is a interesting topic and i say it's an interesting topic because you know, when I looked up the definition of fear, when I when I looked up the definition of fear, I really felt like it did not apply to most of the areas in our lives that we choose to uh, tie fear into, and that's what makes it very interesting. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and look up the definition of fear really quickly. It says, "Fear, an unpleasant emotion." Caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. It's likely to cause pain or a threat. An uh, unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. Likely to cause pain or a threat. This is what the definition of fear is. And when, like I said, when I soaked that in when i really took a minute to think about that i really realized that a lot of the things that we tie fear to or we apply fear to it really doesn't it doesn't fit there like we're uh we're applying fear incorrectly to areas of our lives like fear is justified when you're doing something that could be dangerous or is believed to be dangerous but when it comes to like dreams or goals when it comes to you know aspirations when it comes to certain things like fear shouldn't be applied in those areas like I mean, unless you're doing like a dangerous job, like you're, you're a cop or you're a firefighter or you skydive for a living or, you know, something that requires a healthy amount of fear. So, you know, you're aware of your surroundings, you're alert, you don't do anything stupid, you know, something like that requires a healthy amount of fear. And there is a healthy amount of fear. Here's the thing, because the last podcast I talked about this, but fear is an emotion. Let's deal with that first. Fear is an emotion, so everybody has fear. Everybody's going to uh, experience fear at some point in their lives. Um, if you don't, you know that's different. It may be like there's some disorder or something that causes you not to experience fear. I don't know if that's a thing or not. I, you know, I don't want to be as sensitive to that. But as far as I know, um, everybody experiences fear because it is an emotion um someone or someone is going to be afraid of something. okay? Um, it's just an emotion. it's a God-given emotion we all experience it and fear was placed in us for a specific purpose. It's almost, like the same it, 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 it like and I love that I'm doing this next because it kinda ties into what we talked about the last episode when we talked about anxiety. It it kinda it, it's necessary when you're using it in a space of danger. Like when you're using it in the space of um you need to be alert or you need to be aware, or you know, fear will cause you not to go somewhere, or fear will cause you to think twice about doing something um, or dealing with someone or whatever the case may be, whatever the scenario is. Um, fear is definitely necessary. Just like there's a healthy amount of anxiety, there is a healthy amount of fear to be able to carry out in life because the, the bottom line is there are things in this world that we need to be alert, aware, and just being it should be dealt with with caution. People, there are people. There's some things. There's some places. It should be dealt with with caution. And when it's dealt with caution, I would I would classify that. And this is my personal classification. <laughs> you know, so I'm not a doctor or anything like that. But my personal classification of this would be a healthy amount of fear. Okay. So we 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 really have to come to that understanding that. Um, fear is not bad. Fear is not bad. Uh, Having fear in a healthy way is, it's needed, and it should be desired in order for you to be wise and cautious about certain decisions that you have to make. So we have to come to that understanding first, but then we have to come to the understanding Again, too much of something is bad. Like, too much of one thing is bad. And too much of fear is bad. When you have an unhealthy amount of fear, that is bad. And an unhealthy amount of fear definitely placed in an area where it doesn't match or it doesn't apply, it's even worse. Like um I'll use one of I'll use myself as an example. And like I said, you guys are gonna hear me doing this a lot on this podcast because you know I don't wanna ever use other people's stories. I'm gonna just use my own stories. Um I can give you a current example of where fear was kind of crippling me, it was kind of halting me. Um one of the things that I feared was starting this podcast. Uh the reason why it took so long and, and the reason why um, you know, it took me all the way until now to kind of like put this thing out um, is because I feared, my fear was <laughs> um, I would run out of things to talk about. Like, what what happens when I go blank? What happens when I have a speaker's block? You know, they got a writer's block, what I call it, speaker's block. What happens when I have speaker's block and I have no inspiration, I have no motivation, because sometimes that does happen to me as a a motivational speaker. Sometimes I go through these periods in my life where it's more of a quiet period and I'm kind of observing and learning, but um, to be in a place where um, I'm trying to be completely consistent, I'm trying to put content out there um, for people because I know people need it. Um, What happens when I run out? What happens when my inspiration is kind of on a halt? And it, that fear, I had that fear, and I kind of crippled myself, and it kind of halted me from doing what I've been saying I wanted to do for a very, very long time, because I feared that I would run out of things to talk about. Even now, when I was preparing for this episode, like I just I couldn't get my words together in a proper way all the way up until about now, and I it was a fear. I'm like, man, um, I'm coming down crunch time, and I really haven't had any inspiration. I haven't had a chance to get uh, an episode up and record it because I'm just like, what's going on? And it's very early on. And it's early. It's like, it's early on. I just started the podcast. You would think like, dude, he's probably got a lot of things lined up. I, and I do. I wrote down my topics. I wrote down my ideas. I have things that I want to talk about. But there's times where, you know, you get speakers blocked and I'm just like, what happens? And it, and my worst fear happened. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I got to push through. And you know what I did? I just prayed. I just prayed. I said, Lord, I need inspiration. I need um, I need to speak. I know people need to hear about this. I know that this is a topic that people need to hear and they don't get a chance to talk about it or hear people talk about it too much. And I just wanted to be real and relatable. So, Lord, give me the inspiration. And that's what I had to do to in. In order for me to, uh, you know, get this episode out. And I mean, almost immediately, it just started flowing out of me. Like, you can hear me. I'm just babbling right now. But, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you have a fear and then you choose to continue to push and overcome it. That's a beautiful and wonderful thing. Because what happens is it's nothing like that feeling when you had a fear of something. And then you'd said, you know what? I'm going to push through. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to show courage here. And understand this also, that courage is only the ability to push past fear. So what that means is you're still afraid. Okay, I'll say it again. Courage is the ability to push past fear. So what that really means is you're still afraid, you're still afraid. Whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish or whatever it is that you're trying to do, you're still afraid, the fear is still there. You didn't get rid of that feeling. But you said, I'm not going to let it stop me and I'm going to do it anyway. And that's what it is to be courageous. That's what it is to be brave. Anybody who's courageous, anybody who is uh, brave, they're still scared. They're still scared. The secret to it all is I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. And here's the thing. I'm going back to what I said before. It's funny how we apply fear to those areas that really don't apply. So, again, like, I just wanted to do a podcast. Why? Why? Am I afraid of starting a podcast just because of I, just because I I may run out of things to say, or it's just because I jumble on my words, or just because I stutter a little bit here and there, or it, like you know all these different things are popping up to say, oh well, you shouldn't start this podcast because you're not perfect, you don't have any of these things, you know? Why am I afraid of that? It's it's not dangerous. It's not causing an immediate threat. I'm not, I'm not experiencing any pain from that. So why am I applying fear to that? And what I realized, what I really realized that when it comes down to fear with our dreams and our goals and our aspirations and the things that we're trying to accomplish uh, within our families, within our lives, within our jobs, whatever the case may be, what I realized is that the fear is not fear of danger or a fear of pain, but it's really a fear of failure. A lot of the times when we're going after our dreams and our goals, we fear failure. Failure is what we truly fear. Just, I want you to think about that for a second. Because if you take everything that you've ever wanted to do and if any at any point it was fearful for you, tie in those fears, it all boils down to failure. Right? It all boils down to failure. And so here's here's the thing about failure. People look at failure as the end all be all. Like failure is the the final resting place of my dream or goal. Failure is like, if I fail, that's it, I'm done. Everybody looks at failure so permanently and it's not a permanent thing. The only reason why we fear failure is because we think it's permanent. We think if we fail, that's it, we're done. We can't do it again. And that is so wrong. Is so wrong. It's not. It, it's not right. The thing is, fear of failure is what really stops us from going after our dreams. Fear of failure is what really stops us from going after our goals. It's it's the failure portion of it. it it's it's not really fear because you're, you're you're looking at this, Michael. This doesn't cause me danger. It's not a threat. It's not gonna cause me any pain. It it's failure. I, I'm fearing I'm fearing failure. Cause if I fail, that's it. If I fail, I, I gotta give up. I didn't complete it. And that's not true. And I don't know where that really comes from. I, I, I you know, I don't I think it comes from the way we do school. If I can really think about it, I'm thinking about how um, you know, when you're in school, when you're in the public school system, or even the private school system, um, you know, when you're you're in school, and everything that you do is all boiled down to that test. And if you fail that test, then that's it. Your grade is done. You, you know. You know, if you get a failing grade, that affects your grade in the long run. And then, you know, when you affect your grade, you may not go to the next grade. Or or when it comes down to the case of graduation of high school or college, um, you know, they're teaching you that failure is not an option. They're teaching you that if you fail, that's it. Like, and to me, that's wrong. I think that's wrong and the way we're doing school is wrong. I'm not saying that you don't do everything that you need to do to pass that test and try to pass the test. But I'm just saying like the, the way that we idolize passing on the first go round is wrong. Like it, sometimes we don't do things on the first go round. So I, it goes to the saying that I'm saying, here. It, there's the saying that I kind of came up with, and I, you know, if you watch me on my TikTok and stuff, like, I, I say this saying uh, sometimes, fear is not, uh, I say fear, um, not, excuse me, not fear, I say failure is an option, but it is not our final resting place. Failure is an option, but it, it is not, it is not our final resting place. Here's the thing with that. When you fail, you have the opportunity to try again. Like, you don't have to give up when you fail. There's a story out there. um, There's a story out there. I'll use uh, a story that everybody knows, and then I'll use my own personal story. But um, there's a story out there about Michael Jordan. And if you know the story, great. If you don't, I'm just going to say, I'm going to give you a brief summary of it. Basically, Michael Jordan, he was going for the NBA, but he didn't make it his first try. He didn't make it his first try. He failed. When he went and tried out, he failed. He, he didn't cut it. He didn't make the cut. The team was like, no, you can't play for us. And then you think about it and you look at Michael Jordan now, and he's one of the greatest players that, if not the greatest player, basketball player that ever lived, that ever put their feet on that court. Like it took Michael Jordan, like, I I believe it took him like three or four times before he actually got in to the NBA. Like, can you imagine that? Like he tried out like three times before they said, "Okay, you got it now. We can bring you into the NBA. And then not only that, then he goes and becomes like the greatest basketball player that ever lived, that ever put their foot on the court. Now, if you're a LeBron James fan, don't don't start with me, okay? Like, I'm making a point here, all right? But it's just amazing. It just tells you that, again, it's a reminder that failure is an option. It it is an option. The only time that failure is not an option is if you choose to let it be your final resting place. If you choose to say, I failed and I gave up, that's not an option. When it comes to your dreams, when it comes to your goals, that's not an option. The life of your dream depends on you. Failure is not an option when you say, okay, um, if I fail, I'm not gonna ever try it again, I'm not gonna pick it up again, I'm done. That's when it's not an option. But if you fail and you keep trying, and you fail again, and you try, and you fail again, and then you become successful, failure is an option. In fact, failure, uh, failure is a learning curve for you. You learn from your failure. You can look back and say, you know what? I didn't do that right there. Or maybe I need to change that. Or maybe I need to come at that with a different perspective, whatever the case may be. But it allows you to see that, okay, um, you know, I got to change something. And when I change that thing and then I come forth and then I'm better than what I was when I first came. So failure is an option. It's just not our final resting place. I, I promised you a, a personal story, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go base off of just Michael Jordan. So one of the things, one of the many things that I've done in my life was I joined the military. I joined the Army. I was in the Army reserve for six years on, on, on duty and then two years, um, two years off duty uh, where I was considered IR or you know inactive, whatever the case may be. But one of the things that I had to deal with in basic training. Okay, basic training. We had what they call a diagnostic PT test, a physical training test. Okay, in this diagnostic PT test, you had a minute to complete as many push ups you can do, a minute, like 60 seconds, to complete as many sit ups you can do, and then you had a certain amount of time to run um, one mile. Okay, one mile, which was four laps around the, uh, the track eight uh, eight laps around the track was two miles. So obviously, <laughs> it's basic math. <laughs> but anyway, you had four laps. Okay. So when I first got into the army, um, I walked in and this was one of the first things I had to do. Uh, and when I got to the push-ups, knocked it out, no problem. Got to the sit-ups, knocked it out, no problem. However, when it came to the running i didn't even finished I, I couldn't finish the run i sucked at running and the other thing was I, I i don't even like running i can't stand it for all those people who like running like i don't get it one day you have to make me understand because i i, I hate it i cannot run long distance like just running for long distance just makes no sense to me now you know, if I, I'm sprinting, I, you know, I could do that. I'm fine with sprinting. But long distance running, running for a mile, two miles, whatever, like, you know, some people run longer than that. You know, I've ran longer that, than that in the Army. I'm getting to that. But, uh, like, I, I still don't like it to this day. I don't like it. I can't stand it. But when it came down to the diagnostic PT test, I failed the diagnostic PT test simply because I could not do a two-mile run. Or the, excuse me, I couldn't do a one-mile run. I couldn't finish the run. I think I think I got a lap in half around that track. And I'm like out of breath, <gasps> <clears throat> like coughing, all that. Like my lungs are on fire. It was a cold morning. It was a very, very cold morning. So my lungs are on fire. Um, I'm feeling like I'm going to pass out. Like my head is extremely lightheaded. And the drills are just looking at me like, you've got to be kidding me, Dunn. You, you joined the Army and you can't give me four laps around that track. Are you kidding me? You know and it, it was just it was it was horrible it was a shame so when it came down to this this failure i i i fell when it came down to the fear of failure and i was scared i was so scared i was extremely scared because i hated running and i know i was like i'm probably gonna fail i'm probably gonna fail because i can't run for nothing If a dog was chasing me, a rabbit dog was chasing me around that track for, you know, four laps, I I wouldn't have made it. That dog would have been me. (laughs) I would have had rabies. (laughs) Like I, I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't run. And I failed. I failed. And I could have chose to say, you know what? this ain't for me. I don't know what I got myself into. I could have went to the drill sergeant and said right then and there, I said, I want, I could have told him I wanted out. And nobody would have batted an eye. They would have gave me the paperwork. I would have filled the paperwork out and I would have been done. But I said, no, I'm going to keep on trying. I'm going to keep on trying. And you know what? I'm going to continue on with the story. What happened was they had these things called the AGR runs. And the AGR runs is literally like, it was like your whole company. So our company was made up of, I think it was five platoons. And each platoon had like 30 to 40 people in the platoon. So it was like five platoons with 30 or 40 people. And basically that that would make that's what made up the whole company. So the whole company will go out for these runs. Like and it's a lot of people, you know? It's a lot of people. So, um, you know, let's say it was like 30. It's like 150 people out there, right? And so what they did was they split the platoons up into what they call A train, B train, C train, and D train. A train was like the fastest of the fads. These are guys who, they were running like five minute, one miles. Like, I'm not even kidding. They were making it around the track in, like, five minutes. Four laps around the track in, like, five minutes. So these guys were a part of the A train. And then they had the D train where I was, (laughs) people who couldn't even finish the run. So I started in the D train of, in the beginning of basic training. And every other day, we would do this, these AGR runs. So let me, let me make this clear. Like, every other day, I was fighting this fear of failure. Failure. I've already failed, but the fear of failure never went away. Like every day, every day I got up and we we were doing the A.G.I. I dreaded it. I'm like, oh my god! Like my heart's racing. Like my anxiety is tripping out. Like I'm just having an all-out attack because I'm just like, I really don't want to do this. We're doing this run. Like it freaks me out. I hate running, and it's only freaking me out because I'm, I'm I was very bad at it and I just didn't like it. So. You know, I'm dealing with this every other day that, you know, until it got to a point where I started getting decent at it, because what happened was the D train ended up, we ended up keeping a pace, a solid pace. After a while, we, we got to a point where we were able to keep like this solid pace, like nobody was falling out or anything like that. And what I mean by falling out, meaning they were giving up during the run, like they would just stop running and end up walking. They call that you're falling out of, you know, falling out of formation. Like, so they were like, you know what, I'm just not gonna do this anymore. I'm just gonna walk. You know, I, I can't run anymore. So we got to a point where everybody that was in the D train got to a solid pace where they weren't falling out. And then they just cut the B train, the D train. They said, nope, no more D train. They put us in C train. So it was almost like they forced us to get better, right? And then before you know it, um, I was in the so I started off in the back of C train. Before you know it, I was pushed to the front. Now I'm pacing the C train. Then they put me in the B train. All right, done. You you, you had enough of C train. Get up to B train. I'm in the back of B train. And then before you know it, I'm in the front. I'm pacing the B train. And these weren't any short runs. This wasn't the one-mile run. When we did these AGR runs, sometimes we were running five, six, seven, eight miles in a day. Like, it was a lot of running. And it got to a point where I was no longer in the D train. Like, I was extremely bad at it. It was to a point where I was, like, you know, pacing the B train. Now, you can't ask me to do that right now. I haven't ran like that in forever. I still don't like running, guys. So you can't ask me to do that now. (laughs) But I'm saying uh, the, the point is that the fear of failure, at some point, it dissipated. And I like made up in my mind that this is not going to hold me back anymore. Like It didn't matter if I didn't really know how to run well. It didn't matter if I was afraid of this. Because the bottom line was, my goal was, I want to serve in the U.S. Army. I want to be a reservist. I want to complete basic training. And this is the only way that I can do this. And if I don't do this, I'm going to fail. And I don't want failure to be my final resting place because I've already failed multiple times. But I can't give up. I started something and I can't finish it. I got it. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I started something and I have to finish it. I have to finish it. And I think that's what happens to us when it comes down to fear. We fear this place where we just decide that if I don't do this, that's the and all be all. And that's when when failure creeps on you in that way, That's not an option. You must fight it. You must fight it. But if you're feeling failure and you have opportunities to keep trying, you have opportunities to better yourself, you have opportunities to see where you failed at at and how you can do it again, how you could do it better, then there's no reason to fear that. There's no reason to fear that. In fact, we should embrace that. We should embrace those moments because those are learning moments. Those are teaching moments. So, you know, when it comes down to fear, I don't want us to, again, I said it in the beginning, I don't want us to really dismiss it because when it comes down to it, there are certain things that we need to have healthy amount of fear to deal with it and what I mean by that is uh there should be a level of caution that you deal with some people and some things but when it becomes to the point where it's unhealthy when it becomes to the point where it's crippling you it's stopping you then you need to do a little bit more than self-evaluation you need to figure out something to get in place that can push you past it because the life of your dream depends on you and fear cannot get in the way of that. Neither can failure. So I hope this encourages you. Until next time, this was David the Speaker. Be blessed. I love you guys. Peace.